Good afternoon, America. Welcome to Boots on the Street Podcast. Hey, look, I'm your host, the Red Baron. Welcome. I'm going to jump straight into it. I'm not the type of person to tell people, I told you so, but I told you so. For those of y'all that might be tuning in to this episode, I cut a show yesterday and stating about this was a Wuhan coronavirus. And I stated in my episode yesterday how this is going to spread and what's the next state to be infected by this virus. And sure enough, this morning, CNN states, California. If you listen to my show, I said it. Let me tell y'all something. I know y'all listen to my show, sometimes I might go off on a slight rant or whatever. Well, welcome to the entertainment industry. But I'm a smart man. I'm well-traveled. I've been around, had various careers, not just in the military. Uh, I know these things. But particularly with these outbreaks and stuff, my background is in this type of stuff, like emergencies, uh, outbreaks, national emergencies, uh, natural disasters. I am trained by FEMA in this. So I'm just not some guy on a podcast or a mic just rambling. Please don't get it confused. Please don't. Please, please don't. Well, CNN News stated that today, Orange County, California, someone they found someone that's affected. Keep in mind, America, what have I told you? These people that are showing up at the hospital have health insurance. These people showing up at the hospital are conscious of their health. What about the people that are infected and sitting at home thinking it's just a regular flu or some cold or some food that they might have ate or they just might have overworked themselves in the gym or something and they're sitting at home getting ready to go to work Monday morning and they might be spreading it to you, America. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. Malcolm X once said the future belongs to those that prepare for tomorrow. In situations like these, America, you have to start preparing. You have to be consciously aware. You don't have to be afraid, but there's nothing wrong with being alert. See, there's a difference. Being afraid is one thing. Being alert is another. If I go around a corner and somebody say, hey, there's a sack of snakes around that corner, I might say, thank you for alerting me. So now if I go around a corner and see the sack, I know not to open it. I know not to step on it. I know to go around it keep my distance or if it's too close I know to select an alternative route but I'm not afraid I'm alert there's a difference there's a difference afraid like ah! screaming take off running opposite direction that's afraid I'm trying to alert you to what's going on so let's talk a little bit more about this coronavirus What they do know is that it started in Wuhan in the seafood market. In the seafood market. Now, some of y'all might not pay attention to your foods when you buy them at Walmart and the grocery store and stuff. But a lot of our seafood come from China. A lot of our seafood come from China. Me, I don't really eat meats. I eat turkey. That's about it. Maybe chicken once in a while. Maybe on a cheat day but for the most part I'm just a salad guy 
turkey or no meat at all or some type of a vegan products or whatever. I don't eat meat for whatever reason. So you need to be cautious. Also, also America, right now I wouldn't be going to so many Chinese restaurants, not because of the Chinese people, but I wouldn't go to the Chinese restaurant because guess where they get their foods from? China. That's right. You probably say, wait a minute, man. They live in America. Why do they get their food from China? Because if you haven't noticed, Chinese people only purchase their goods from other Chinese people. That's why their businesses last so long, because they only shop amongst themselves. See, when you're black, you ain't got a community like that where you could go buy specifically something from your own black person like that. So we end up at Walmart, buy low, Pathmark, shop right, wherever, you know. But with them... And plus, I got a homeboy of mine that's, that runs the Chinese restaurant. He's from New Jersey originally. And so me and him talks about it, where he get his meat from. I'll be a little cautious. Just a little cautious about out and about. Matter of fact, bump that. I'll be cautious in elevators. I'll be cautious if you're on subway trains. I'll be cautious if you're in nightclubs. Because this shit is really starting to spread. It's really starting to spread. Now, officials, officials, America stated that the World Health Organization should sound the alarm on the Wuhan coronavirus. The World Health Organization should sound the alarm on the Wuhan coronavirus. Meaning that officials believe that this should be declared a public health emergency of of international concern. Once again, it should be declared a public health emergency of international concern. When you got officials stating this type of thing is serious keep in mind over here trump and them not going to say hey y'all should be scared that would create panic civil arrest anarchy in the streets remember yesterday they evacuated the airplane with u.s diplomats on it remember that when they start evacuating people and especially public officials and politicians it's it's you should be very very concerned you should be very, very alarmed. This is not a scare tactic thing. Matter of fact, on Friday, the first outbreak of our person that was noticed to contract the virus in a, a European country, which was in France, was on Friday. So now you have people popping up in France with it. You have people in Australia, Japan, Taiwan. Chicago, California, Seattle, Washington. Next place, New York. It's coming. New York. I guarantee you, with all these people walking around the city, shopping and stuff, someone's already infected with this virus. They might not have health insurance where they could go in and get themselves checked out. Also, medical doctors have said in China now that the virus just don't cause Fatigue, nausea, coughing, flu-like symptoms. They also checked the victims that have died that they had lesions. I'm going to say that again. Lesions on both of their lungs. That's right. Lesions. Let me tell you something. If you don't know anything about like viruses and outbreaks and stuff, when you start to develop lesions on your lungs... Next place lesions show up at is on your face, on your arms. 
like a bad STD. Similar to AIDS. This is not the time to be so gregarious in the streets. And for those of y'all don't know what that means, it's an SAT word, means it's not a time to be sociable in the streets. It's not the time. We need to be alarmed. Some of you go to these mega churches. Oh, Jesus is going to protect me. Yeah, he protects you all right when you're laying in the hospital with lesions on your lungs and hacking up your insides through your nostrils. Oh, he'll save you all right. You won't be buck dancing. Shoot, your butt be hurting so bad you're going to wish you had a 12-pack of Coronas. It's time to be alarmed. China also stated that they believe another thousand will be affected with the virus before the end of the week. This virus is moving so fast and we know China is a very, very highly populated country. So that means I would say it'll probably take less than three days before they reach the thousand, another thousand mark of people that's affected with this virus. Now, so far, 50 people already have died that they know of. What about the people that didn't make it to the hospital? Those that live by themselves, the elderly that died in their sleep. See, see, America, you got to think about all the other things that are not being reported. And this is not far-fetched scenario. This, this is day-to-day reality. We all know family members that don't have health insurance. And we all know those family members that you know that should go to the doctor because they're sick. But they don't go because they don't have health insurance or they can't afford to miss time from work. So they either laid up in bed or they're going to work while they're sick. True story about my ex-father-in-law. This is last year. I went to go to their church service one Sunday. I called this man, this man laying in the bed. And when you listen to the story, you're going to see how this shit is spreading. This man was laying in bed for like two days, sick. Didn't go to the doctor. Now he's an old school, rural, southern black man, holiness pastor. He babarabusa, holiness. I talked to this man on the phone, I can hear, now this man is usually able-bodied, chopping wood outside, uh, painting cars, building people houses. Able-bodied man, this is not somebody that's obese, out of shape, and normally sick. But I can hear it in his voice that he was broke down, ill. And he just stayed in bed for like the next few days. So Sunday when I went down there to the church, instead of him staying in bed, because he knew he was sick, he showed up to church and preached anyway. And when he was preaching, oh, it was like a waterfall pouring out of his nose all over the floor of just snot. Let's call it what it is, mucus, snot, whatever make you feel comfortable, but that's what it was, just pouring out of his nose. And I'm looking like, in a state of awe, I'm like, I'm looking at my ex-wife and her sister and her brother and they crazy mama. I'm looking at them like, you know that this man is sick and he's no spring chicken. This guy's in his 60s, approaching upper 60s. And y'all, y'all couldn't let this man stay in bed for one day, one day and rejuvenate. You risk him coming out here sick, Snot pouring out of his nose, 
breathe it on the grandkids and newborn babies and everybody else that got to go to work on Monday. And then what happened? We went to work and then we breathe on other people. You see what I'm saying? This is how this spread. This is how this spread. By the time he got back to his uh, house, he went straight to his room like a kid. Took off his church clothes and jumped straight in bed. When I left out there, that man was knocked out cold in the bed. It was like 3.34 in the afternoon. He had no business being up. This is how viruses spread, America. Because there's plenty of men and women out there, just like my father-in-law, that say, I can handle this. I'm going to work. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm tough. Oh, this is just some bullshit. The scared people. And you're in the elevator with somebody with that same mentality. Like, they, I mean, I'm telling you, like, my in-laws, they would get sick with a virus and they'll all show up to church. Now, their church is just their family members. And then they wonder why all the grandkids are sick the following days with a stomach virus or whatever. When I knew somebody was sick down there, I stayed my ass in Columbia, South Carolina. I didn't go down there. I told my wife at times, I said, you cast some shit, you stay down there because I got to go to work and pay the bills. If you know they sick down there and people throwing up and, and diarrhea shooting out their butt like hot lava, you need to stay your behind home. You don't need to run down there. You better attend Bedside Baptist Church on Sunday. Sometimes Bedside Baptist service be just as good as the one at the church you go to, if not better. I'm telling you, America. I'm telling you. Is spreading. Take precaution. And like I said, the, the crazy thing about this is it's spreading person to person, and they don't tell you how close you have to be. And honestly, I don't think they really know. Do you have to cough on someone, or do you just have to breathe on them? Does it have to be mucus in the air, like droplets? Or once again, do you just have to breathe on them? Is it like if the person cough on a doorknob and then you touch it, can you catch it? They don't really know. And now they're talking about vaccines and there's levels. Let me break this down because this is very important. Y'all need to hear this part. There's levels of this illness, right? Right now, they say we're approaching, it's I think five of the highest level, five or four of the high level, but we're at stage three. That's pretty high. So they're working on a vaccine. They said they said unlike the flu, where the flu is just as deadly and people contract it every year, they have a vaccine that can help you. But with this virus, they don't have a vaccine. Remember yesterday I stated America that this is a what they call an exotic virus, meaning meaning that it mutates. It has potential to mutate several times. So how can you create a virus for something that's mutated? And also, if it's mutating, it might mutate, let's say, in China, but it might stay the same in America. Or it might mutate in America and, and uh, stay the same in China. It's, this virus is all over the place. This here is like the crystal meth of viruses. So how do we handle this? So like they said, we're at level three, level four. 
they're working on a vaccine. They said they're going to give it a trial run. And, but it, but this is how alarmed this doctor was talking. Like he was talking with a severe sense of urgency. And this was on CNN News. He said, look, usually we put out a trial run, you know, in a certain population. He said, but he said, we're so concerned with this virus that if the trial works with the population, the test group that we work with, we just going to have to rush it out to the whole public. You know, he said, we just got to rush it out to the public. So that means that they, they don't even have time to check like one, two or three different levels of, of the vaccine to say, all right, well, we might need to tweak it a little bit. There's a sense of urgency. They said, if it works on the, on the first group, we just got to rush it out. I caution that because what the hell are the side effects of that vaccine? What could that vaccine itself warp into and and you know how sick can it make me like i said there was a virus that they gave us when i was in the army when you get down to basic training and it's like your second night down there they make us sniff it up our nose i think that's the one they, they make us sniff up our nose long story short like it breaks down your immune system and then it strengthens it so you don't get sick while you're in basic remember i told you, you got people coming from different states Puerto Rico, different places, all the other places and stuff, and they're bringing their viruses from their, uh, and germs from their home country or state or city and all of us mixed together, that's a breeding zone. And you get very, very ill. So one of the interesting things is about about this is they're just trying to get it out. And they're being quiet about this. They're just trying to get it out. So they are working on a vaccine. But like they said, if it, if it works on the first group, they're going to shoot it out to the rest of the public. And I'm thinking like, all right, if it goes bad, you, are y'all going to go back in that lab real fast and try to come up with a, another alternative? This is a shit storm. I'm not even going to be politically correct about this. This is a shit storm that, that's going on. Is it a form of population control? Could be. Could be. It could be a form of population control, America. I told you before. You kill 2,000 over there. You kill 500 over there. It's not going to be no huge wave like 50,000 people going. You're not going to see that. Imagine somebody took this virus and just said, hey, you know, there's a section of the Bronx that we want, right? Let's drop it in this, in this like five block radius in the Bronx. Or there's a section of South New Jersey that we want. Let's drop it off in this section here. And if you get all these people sick and there's no cure for them, they die. Well, where they property go? Huh? Where they property go? Somebody moves in and takes the property over. And before you know it, you have three blocks of vacant property. Four years later, you got apartment complexes and Starbucks on those blocks. You don't have to kill people by the thousands. You don't have to do that. You just got to target certain populations, certain demographics, certain locations to have it be listed as mission accomplished. 
weapon viruses are the new tool of genification. Huh? Weapon viruses are the new tool of genification, America. You might say Red Baron's talking that trash. No, I'm not. I'm just saying things to make you think. Just to make you think. If you haven't noticed, we're living in rapidly changing times by the hour now. Not by the year or three months. By the hour in this country with technology, the way people communicate, how we eat, live, everything is drastically changing. I bet you some of you can't even imagine a world without Amazon. Imagine a time without YouTube or the internet or iPhone or Android. Lord, no, I couldn't go back. I mean, I could go back to the next telephone because that was one of my favorite phones ever. But really think about it. Like, how are we so plugged into our devices and stuff? What I'm trying to tell you is times is rapidly changing. And sometimes when times change this fast, some people have to be displaced in order for society to keep progressing. Just something for you to think about. Well, I'm not going to hold y'all up. It's Sunday. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to Boots on the Street podcast. You can find me on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor FM. Hit subscribe. It's for free. It's not going to kill you. It's for free. So when my shows come out, you can just have it right there. Also, tell your friends about this. Tell your friends about the show. I cover social, cultural, and political issue from an urban perspective. I break things down to various communities in a simple form, in a way that we could relate, and I speak the truth. I speak the truth. I myself is also the state chairman of a specific political party here in Columbia, South Carolina, which I'm not going to say because of the fact that it's not about my political affiliations. It's about the information I provide to you people. Just remember that. Actually, my political affiliation has given me amazing, amazing A-class experience in politics, policies, and working with day-to-day people. I mean, my background in counseling, but I, I deal with people on a different level now. And what's cool about it is that I also get to be myself, most importantly. You know, I don't have to change up who I am or come in and try to simulate. My political party wants for me to be who I am because they want to show that there's people that look just like me in the political party. They're trying to break down these stereotypical images, and and I support that. I support that a lot. So the show is Boots on the Street Podcast. Thank you for turning, tuning in. I'm your host, the Red Baron. Protect yourself. If you have to wear a mask to work, wear a mask. Don't be ashamed. Stay out the nightclubs. Don't eat seafood for a while until we can figure out what's going on and lay off the chinos. Okay? Have a good day, America.